welcome to another edition of the CM Missions Cast. I'm your host, Clifton Gadboys. Today, I'm going to be sharing another interview with a CMM missionary. Now, if you aren't familiar with CMM, you can go to cmm.world and read all about the things that we're doing to fulfill the Great Commission and to help prepare the Bride of Christ for His return. And also, if you didn't know, CMM has an accredited College of Theology, and if you want to learn more about that, you can go to cmmtheology.org. So if you've listened to any of the previous episodes of the CM Missions Cast, you kind of know what to expect, but again, for the benefit of those who may be listening to the podcast for the first time, I want to briefly let you know what the podcast is all about. The CM Missions Cast is an effort to share the testimonies of CMM missionaries, especially those whose story you might not otherwise hear about. Often when we think of missionaries, we expect to hear numbers of souls won to Christ and things like water wells and other building projects, and those certainly do have their place to be shared. But the focus of these interviews is to not only fulfill Paul's admonition in 1 Thessalonians 5.12 to recognize those who labor among you, but it is also really one way we are following what Jesus said in Matthew 9.38 to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workmen into the harvest. By focusing on the personal testimony of the CMM missionaries interviewed, it is our prayer that through their sharing, the Lord will speak to you about your own particular calling. In the first couple of episodes, I interviewed Carol and Stefania, who are fulfilling their callings from the Lord in ways that we typically think of when we think of the word missionary. However, in today's interview, I'm going to be talking with Gabriel Jackson, who is more of what some people call a marketplace minister. Gabriel is the founder of United Hive, which is a social media platform. But unlike most other social media platforms, this one is for sharing prayers and testimonies of what God is doing in the lives of his people. I began the interview by asking Gabriel to share a little bit about himself. Well, uh, my, so my name is Gabriel Jackson, and uh, I have lived all over the country. I uh, was born actually on the East Coast in Massachusetts and uh, currently live out here on the West Coast, kind of in the Portland, Oregon area. And um, I, for the past 12 years, after graduating uh, with a business degree from the University of Oregon, I got into kind of financial management and working for uh, an investment firm here in the greater Portland area. And I've been doing that for, for 12 years. I've done lots of things at that firm. So I'm not currently, you know, managing money or anything like that, but in that time, so probably about year nine at the financial management firm, God gave me a vision for what I'm doing now in addition to that, which is United Hive. I know we're going to talk more about that uh, as we as we proceed. So I'm running a, a nonprofit and ministry called United Hive as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I am just so passionate about really building the kingdom of God through business and technology and really passionate about evangelism and seeing souls saved. And so, uh, you know, my wife and I, uh, we, we don't have any kids, but my wife and I are really dedicated to pushing this forward and building the kingdom of God. And uh, so she's my greatest, uh, my greatest partner in this whole endeavor. And um, yeah, we, you know, my wife and I, we've been married Gosh, I, over 14 years now. So we got married pretty darn young, and um, it's been a, a ride, you know, as they say, uh, in in marriage. So right now, where I'm sitting at, and I just turned 36. You know, God is speaking so much about the years ahead and what He has planned. So you know, the 30,000 foot view, really, that's that's been that's been my life. You know, um, and uh, I'm very 
excited for what's ahead. I then asked Gary Bo to share with us what United Hive is all about. So yeah, United Hive uh, is a is a testimony platform. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to put it. When I'm when I'm talking to someone on the street that might not know anything about it, I'll, I'll say something like this: It's like United Hive is a is a GPS on God. <laughs> and they, you know, they laugh and, and I'm like, what, what do you mean? Well, basically what we've created is a, is a very easy way, quick and easy way for people to share evangelistic testimonies. So if you think about testimonies, a huge umbrella, uh, you know, there's lots of different types of testimonies, but we have a, a particular niche where we're trying to focus on the activity of Christians that is in some way sort of evangelistic. So think of you're in the grocery store and you step out and you pray for someone. You tell someone Jesus loves them. You lead someone to Jesus. Um, These are the types of little stories that we're capturing. And the real simplicity of it is everything sort of geotagged. So as soon as someone drops one of those testimony pins on a Google map interface, essentially every user within a certain radius gets notified. So the the goal and the heart behind this is to inspire, encourage, uh, to really unite Christians around what Jesus is doing today, that he's alive, that he's moving, that no city is too hard for the gospel. And, you know, that is at a, at a very high level, at a basic level, that's really what we're doing. And we have a lot of auxiliary things and we have, we have partnerships and we have events and we have lots of things that were, you know, that are part of our platform training videos. So there's a lot that we're kind of growing into, but at the core, you know, it's Christian, it's everyday believers like you and me stepping out, sharing testimonies, encouraging one another. And then, you know, the other thing I'll just say, Clifton, is that within the app, within our platform, you know, all of the social media elements, we've tried to integrate those things. So people can comment on one another's stories. You can follow other users. You can direct message other users. So we want to help create community and we want to see organically people connecting through the app, doing outreach together. There's a lot of things, you know, sort of synergies that we have seen happen from the app so far. So um, high level, you know, that's really what it is. I then asked Gabriel to share some of his early experiences in walking with the Lord. You know, I grew up in a Christian home. You know, my my dad, um, my dad's a pastor. And so I grew up in, in church and, and that sort of thing. But growing up in the church that I grew up in, I, I wasn't exposed necessarily to this type of mindset, like the everyday evangelism type stuff, you know, um, and and so growing up, you know, I always had a, I felt like close to the Lord. I always felt I had a, a connection with the Lord, even as a very young boy. But of course, you know, I went through periods of life in high school and various points, rebellious seasons and times where I was actively kind of walking away from the Lord, even though I, I, I distinctly remember this feeling of the Lord. I always felt his hand on me. I, I always felt he was near even when I was like blatantly, you know, just doing whatever I wanted to do, I felt the Lord's um, like just never leaving me. So it was like the Lord had really sealed my life. And there was a lot of other stories, a lot of other things I could share about that. But I, I always felt that kind of call on on my, on my life in some way, but I had no idea what, what that would look like. Well, in college, I think is where the Lord first started doing certain things in my heart that uh 
would open me up for what happened in 2017, which is the ultimate vision that I received for United Hive. So I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to 2017 in a second here, but there were a couple of things that were really key for me in 2000, uh, excuse me. Yeah. 2000. So that would have been 2007, 2008, kind of in that time, time span, I graduated college in 2009. So it was about my sophomore junior year in college. I was in the business school. And that period was interesting because the Lord began to speak to me and change my heart about money, uh, which, you know, I think I had a very um, a typical, probably just a worldly perspective about money, which is make as much money as you want, do whatever you want with it. It's your money. You've worked hard for it, right? There was not a lot of biblical perspective with that sort of mindset. And the Lord just began to kind of like work on, I, I, even I was having dreams where I was literally in my dream debating God about this topic. I mean, silly thing to do, right? God, God wins that debate. And so I'm having this debate. So God's like changing my heart. He's opening my heart to stewardship, generosity. He's, he's, it's like, he's birthing these things during this season, but I, I don't know why, because I'm a broke college student, right? Well, then um, I remember one day, and I, I was a junior in in uh, at the University of Oregon, and I was walking to class, and I, I literally was having this internal dialogue with God, which was, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna be successful, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know land some great job at a corporation, right? And and then I'm gonna climb the ladder, I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna be successful, and then. Uh, because I'm successful, I'll be able to retire young. And, you know, just at that time in my mind, I was like, look, I- I'm, I'll retire at 60 years old. You know, that was like my, I'll retire at 60 years old. Right. And then I said, and then because I've, I've been successful and I have all this money and I've retired and I'm, I, I'm still young, I'll be able to then serve the Lord. And in that moment, as I was having this internal dialogue, the Holy Spirit said this phrase to me, this question that rocked me and changed basically everything. And it was, what if you don't live till you're 60? And it was like a resetting of my heart and my mindset. And, you know, even though everything, it's not like God gave me this perfect vision for what my life would be. There was a shift at that moment. And I, and I realized that uh, everything I do, everything I do with my time, you know, my job, everything is unto him and he has purpose in it. So if he has me at a business, there's purpose in it, there's training, there's development for what he has. And whether we're at a, you know, you know working for a ministry or working in business, I believe God has mission for us. He has, he has opportunity for us to be light everywhere we go. So it's not a it's not a lesser than ministry is the key and secular business is, is not important or something, right? It's God can use you in both in powerful ways. So, so I, I sort of treasured these things in my heart, Clifton. I mean, as I started my job, uh, God opened this, this crazy door for me to start in, at this financial company. Um, that was not the route that I thought I would go, but God clearly opened the door and did that. And for the first, you know, uh, eight, nine years uh, that I that I worked at this company, God gave me tremendous favor. 
Um, there was amazing fruit, you know, people that I would connect with, people that ended up getting baptized. Like God was moving, God was working through my time there. But I always knew there was almost, I felt like there was something else. Like I felt like there was something else that he was going to do. I then asked Gabriel how the Lord gave him the vision for United Hive and what challenges did he face as he began to step out in faith? Well, in 2017, in January, I had a divine encounter, I'll call it, at a 24-hour fitness so like the one day a year when I'm working out, uh, I run into, I run into uh, an evangelist, very you know well-known evangelist named named Chris Overstreet, and Chris at the time was the outreach pastor um, at Bethel Church in in Redding, California, and I just knew of him. I hadn't really heard him speak or anything like that, but. But I, I went up to him. We got, con- I did, and by the way, this was not like me, but like for me to go up to someone in the gym, normally I just wouldn't do that. But I introduced myself. I got, we got connected. And what started happening was Chris started inviting me to certain events. And also I started traveling a little bit with his team, with Chris and his team. So I got to see being with them and what that was like. And it opened my eyes for the first time in my life to seeing with my own eyes what I would read in scripture and actually seeing it like practiced. So, so what I mean by that is when I was with Chris, you know, we'd be at an airport or we'd be renting a a car or we'd be walking down the street. And Chris was always looking for opportunities to share Jesus. He was always looking for opportunities to, to tell someone about Jesus. And I saw for the first time people on the streets of Portland, being healed right there in front of me, uh, accepting Christ right there in front of me. And I was, I was blown away by the Holy spirit moving and it, it really opened my heart. So then what happened was I just began praying. And one morning, a few months after meeting Chris, I was praying. I said, Lord, why did you connect me with Chris? Like, what, what are you doing? You know, what is this about? And in that moment, uh, this, something happened that I had never happened before, which was I had what I would just describe kind of a, a, a waking vision, right? I was, I was just awake. I was getting ready in the morning. I was very clear headed and bam, I see this map that flashes before my eyes. And on the map, there was like, it looked like a heat map. There were things popping up all over the map and they were spreading rapidly. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what are you, what is this? Like, what are you showing me? And the one word I heard was testimonies. And when I heard that, the best way to describe it, I, I, I tell this to everyone because there's no other way to describe it other than a spiritual thing that happened. It was like God planted that. It was like something planted inside of me and it was so deep. And you, you can ask my wife, you know, I became obsessed with this concept. And it, it was the question of, oh my gosh, like, what if we could actually capture everything that the Lord was doing around the earth through normal believers. Like what if we could, all those moments, just a couple encounters I experienced with Chris and his team, them just walking around, sharing Jesus, praying for people, people accepting Christ on the streets. What would happen if we could actually show those things? What would happen to the faith level? of the body of Christ. And it was really that seed and that question that, so that was, uh, that was call it March, April, 2017. I, I believe right around that time is when the vision came. And then we launched October, 2018. 
So from that, just that image that God gave me to, you know, our starting app and our website and everything, which we launched in October of 2018, um, there was just, I, mean, I, I didn't really even share this with almost anyone. I just, uh, with the Lord journaling, I had, I had a few friends that I brought in to ask questions, to get their counsel on it. Um, but I knew this was a God vision. I knew I had to answer this call and I knew that if it was a God vision and if it was from him, that he would bring it about. And every step of the way, I mean, this is what's been so kind of mind blowing for me is like every step of this project, you asked about hurdles and challenges, and there's been a lot of them. You know, I don't want to like at all sugarcoat because if you step out, if you do anything that is new, that is pioneering something that is whatever that's going to require resource and time. Like you better be doing it unto the Lord because if you're just doing it for yourself, you're going to get tired. You're going to wear, you're going to wear out. If you're just doing it to to please please people or impress people, believe me, you're going to get worn out because you're, you're not going to get what you're looking for. But if we're doing it unto the Lord, the grace is there to sustain the effort and to continue to push forward. And that's sort of been my, 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 my prayer is just that the Lord would keep me focused to not go to the right or to the left. You know, everyone has a lot of opinions about anything that you do, right? Like, Oh, Hey, why doesn't your app have this? And why doesn't it do that? And it's like, those are all great suggestions, but I am going to push forward what the Lord has said that he wants us to do. And in his time, we will change certain things and we will grow and it will evolve, I'm sure. But right now it's focus on what the Lord has. I then asked Gabriel to share some of the ways that God helped to prepare him to answer his calling. Well, you know, if, if you think about the Lord, I guess this is how I think about it, right? The Lord is outside, you know, he's, he, he's, out, he's not bound by time and he knows us. And he has plans. He has great things for us. And so I look at everything as preparation. So my time at my full-time job, I was, um, you know, I spent time in sales. I spent time in training. I, uh, as a training manager, I spent time leading teams. Um, I am now in recruiting. So I manage recruiting teams. So God has been preparing me for something. Um, God's been preparing me to persevere. Anyone who starts in financial sales in 2009, which is when I started right after the massive bear market and crash to start in 2009, I was naive. So I kind of went in just with a lot of enthusiasm and excitement and had no idea what I was getting into, but you learn perseverance. You learn daily. You learn the ability to get up, to do a job. That's very tough, very challenging to not have immediate reward from it, but it's all a process. And if I do this, I know that the results are going to come downstream. If I don't give up it's the same way that I think about United Hive now, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, there are going to be disappointments and going to be setbacks, but you know, the one thing I've learned too, is like, I guess I've been very protective about who I listen to who I surround myself with and, and um, I've just asked the Lord to 
very much protect me in this season. It, you're, you're like, when you start something, it's like a del- it's like a very delicate flower. You know, if I put it that way and it's growing and it's not mature and you need to be careful in my mind, not fearful, but wise about who you bring into a project like that, um, how you grow it, who you expose, because, you know, honestly, I, I find there are a lot of common um, best practices with this kind of stuff that I didn't want to follow. So I don't know what that says about me, but I, I, I don't, I didn't want to just like, oh, well, I heard this at a seminar that this is how we can monetize the app. Okay. So this is a good example, right? I, I build something that is free. And right now there is no revenue. There is no revenue associated with it. And people say, oh, well, you know, you can monetize it this, this, in this way. And, and, and my thing is, I don't want to monetize it. <clears throat> so yes, I know I can monetize it. There's a hundred different ways to do that. I don't want to do that right now. It, you know, the, like, I don't feel like we should do that right now. So there are some things that a lot of the kingdom business stuff, I just want to be careful because I, I, I just don't know that's all for me, to, to be honest. And so I'm trying to be careful with that, but I have asked the Lord for mentors in the business world. I have asked the Lord that he would bring people that would, would help that would walk alongside and would be a support. And um, I'm sort of just open and waiting for, for those connections to take place. At this point in the interview, the Lord had spoken to me and had wanted me to ask my next question to Gabriel in a particular way. The Lord wanted me to ask Gabriel what it was like to give birth to United Hive. What were the birth pangs like? and what it was like to be raising this thing up almost as if it were a child and how the Lord had helped him. I, I think it's a great, I think it's a great analogy. And so I'll stick with it because it absolutely feels like that. And, you know, one thing I, I noticed right away is as you push things forward, as you do things, you launch things, there are new attacks. There are new insecurities. Like if, you know, if you're before you're not a hive, I felt very confident. I felt very sure of, of kind of the giftings that God had given me. I felt like I had a lot of time to exercise those things in ministry and to like, I felt very secure and confident. Then you launch something new and it was like, it opened this door to great blessing, but also great attack. And, and, and so that's what I have for the, you know, we just hit three years, um, our three year birthday, so to speak. And so this is very much still a toddler. Right. And, 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 and the attack has been, I would say for me personally, very severe. And now a lot of people don't know that because I very much just, I kind of an internal processor. I'm pretty, you know, people say I'm pretty stoic. I'm pretty just kind of, I just keep pushing forward, but all the while on a daily basis, I feel in, I'm feeling intense feelings of insecurity, uh, of attack, of um, the enemy trying to cause division in various relationships. Like it's, it's almost nonstop. And because the heart of United Hive, of course, beyond the the testimonies is this concept of unity. And this is so important. This is so huge. So I find it ironic. You know, the, the, the enemy is attacking a core 
aspect of what's in my heart and why I think United Hive is, is so has an opportunity to be so powerful for the whole body of Christ is because it unites around what Jesus is doing. It doesn't unite around denomination or anything else. It unites around the work of Jesus, that he's alive, Holy Spirit's moving today. And so the enemy wants to attack that unity. And I have felt that almost since day one and relationally, you know, um, it has been, uh, it's, it's tough because as well, and I'll just say to anyone that, that will be listening to this, that if God like is giving you a vision, like he gave me a vision, right. And I'm launching and I'm pushing forward with that vision. And one, one things I had have had to learn is that not everyone is going to understand that vision. Even if I tell them as clearly and as well as I possibly could, not everyone's going to resonate with that vision. And it doesn't mean that they are wrong. You know, it doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean that they're against me. It just might mean that they're not, they're just not going to be sort of on the train, so to speak, right? They're just like not, it's just not the right fit for them. And also I've learned that timing is a huge factor. So to to not go crazy (laughs) with this kind of stuff, you need to develop a, I think, a more of a marathon mindset. Like I'm not building United Hive to be this like short sprint and then we crash. Like United Hive is never going away unless Google or someone else shuts us down. As soon as they realize we're not uh, beekeepers and not making honey, you know, we might get shut down. Right. But but we are not going anywhere and we are in it like legacy. So that's what people don't understand is I'm not in it for. You know, that, and when you think longer term, then you, you're not obsessed about numbers. You're not obsessed about certain things that I think can be traps. Being obsessed around, yes, you need to look at numbers. Yes, you need to try to improve things. Like I'm constantly trying to improve what we're doing. But to become obsessed about it can force things. It can force you down paths like, oh, gosh, we have have to fix this or we have to do this. Otherwise, like, you know, we're we're not going to be relevant or we're not going to be, it's not going to be good or no one's going to like us. That those are traps in in my opinion. So having a longer term mindset and continuing to push forward again, the vision that God has for you um, is going to keep you in a more healthy place. And I believe is going to help keep you like not as frustrated when people don't come through. When people commit to something and then don't don't do it, uh, there's just a lot of that. You're kind of counting on people when you launch something, when you're doing something, you want help, you need help, but you're counting on people and it's not always there. And you you, you need the Lord to help you like not become bitter, not let the enemy cause division in those relational dynamics. And so that's been honestly this constant struggle and battle for me to push through as we've done this. There was this process of building the team, right? Like I had to build a board. And one common thing, you know, you go online, it's like, how should I build the board of directors and all these kind of things? And um, there's a million different opinions on it. But what the Lord showed me personally was that he had specific people 
And it wasn't, I wasn't going out there trying to pick skills. You know, uh, some people might say, well, make sure, you know, you get someone that's really good with finance on your board and make sure you get someone that's really good with marketing on your board and like all these things. And there might be value to that for what you're doing potentially. But, but for me, it, it was very clear. God wanted the foundation and the kingdom um, mindset to be infused into the team. And so we've been very fortunate to have almost our entire starting team still intact three years later. And uh, because these are people who understand the kingdom DNA and the vision. So that was one thing that I was, I was sort of stressing about at the beginning, like, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to form a a team and oh, what does that look like? You know, and it's tempting to say, well, I know some very talented people. I know some very successful business people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that just because they're successful, that God automatically wants them to be on your team. So I just want to encourage you in that. But there was a story that uh, just to show the, the divine providence of the Lord moving in this thing um, before we launched, we were working on a promo video and it was going to be our first video. And I found a videographer who was just an amazing Christian and I was super excited. And we had a few other people lined up to come on a Saturday morning. We were going to be at this park and we were going to film this promo video. Now at nine o'clock, that was like at 9 a.m. the next morning, we were supposed to meet at 9 p.m. I was down at this desk with my journal and I had no clue what our video was going to be. I had not, I'm not a videographer. I have no idea. And my videographer is someone who films, right? He's good at filming. He's good at editing, but he's not the idea guy. So we didn't know what we were going to film. And I was like, Lord, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to show up tomorrow and be like, all right, guys, like, what should we do? You know, that would just look, look bad. Right. And be a waste of their time. So I'm sitting there and I literally journal and I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the slightest clue what to do tomorrow. And immediately I heard this phrase, faith is contagious. And then as I heard that phrase, I literally saw an entire scene of a movie flash before my eyes. And it was a very simple concept. One scene of the clip was someone praying for someone. The other scene was a woman at a coffee shop. As that person prays and shares it on the, shares that, that testimony on the app, the woman at the coffee shop receives a notification on her phone. And then before leaving that coffee shop, she goes and prays for a lady behind her at another table. And I saw this entire scene as I hear this faith is contagious. I show up at the park. I tell the team like, hey, what about this? They're like, that's perfect. We did one take. It's been our most successful video we've done. One take. Um, and it's our first video, most successful one that we've had by far. Uh, and it totally illustrates 
the heart of what the Lord wants. I believe what the Lord is looking for and wants to see in this season that we're in as a body of Christ, that the reality that faith is contagious. So, you know, I share that because that is such a specific thing, right? It's like, Lord, I need the content for a video. And it's like, bam. Now, it, it that hasn't happened with every situation, but I, I, I have felt the, the Lord's hand. He's been so present in every detail. And I, I believe that that's kind of what I'm, what I'm talking about, Clifton, where, you know, instead of going and figuring out the best practices and hiring maybe a marketing company to come up with a tagline, how about you ask the Lord? Because faith is contagious as our tagline. Like, I, I don't know how much I would have had to pay a marketing company to come up with that concept, but it's so illustrates exactly at the heart of what we're trying to do that it's just brilliant. And, you know, the Lord is amazing. He's the best marketer. He's the best business. You know, he knows everything. So I, um, that was a really fun story that, that boosted my faith and that encouraged me to go to him for everything big and small. So having just told me the story about how God showed up and gave him the script for a promo video, I had to ask Gabriel how the Lord gave him the name United Hive. So uh, so after I had had that vision, but it was still just an idea. So the, the first vision came and then it was actually April 6th. So I, I know this date because it, it was my it's my wife's birthday. And I was uh, I was at lunch, just a normal work day in the middle of the week. I was at lunch. And I was at this, this cafe and I look up at the wall and on the wall, there's this huge like sculpture of a beehive and out of it are like these, you know, there's like these big sculpture looking bees and things. And I look at it and again, the Lord began to speak. Now you might think that he's doing this all the time with me, but no, this is, this is a, a sort of a particular season that I feel like he was speaking more than normal to me. I, and, and, and again, I'm just looking at this image, by the way, I've seen this image a hundred times. I mean, this is a, this is a cafe I go into all the time. I don't, other than thinking it's a cool sculpture, I don't have any thoughts about it. So I look at this thing and what I heard is this, the church is a dormant hive. I was like, Huh? <laughs> and I saw this image of like this, this, this beehive that was completely like, it was just quiet, right? It, there was no activity. It was just there. And then I, so I saw that image and then I saw another image of a beehive that was swarming with activity and bees coming and going. Okay. And I, and I, and I get them. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm like writing this down. I'm like, try, I'm like taking notes on my phone. Like, what does this mean? <clears throat> and I began looking up like more about bees. And I realized that bees do something phenomenal. You know, of course we know that they help pollinate flowers and all of that. But what I didn't know is that bees land on flowers. They grab pollen. They go back to the hive they do something that's called the waggle dance. And in the process of this waggle dance, it's very, it's actually a very sophisticated movements that give coordinates. It gives coordinates to where there is pollen. Now, how incredible is this? You have this, these bees all on mission, 
and they're all working together for this common purpose. And we know, you know, in, 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 uh, with bees, especially honeybees, right. The process of making honey and just the amazing, uh, impact that that has on the world. So that was this first glimpse at, at this bee thing. And then I literally went home and I was telling my wife all about this. And we were just like, wow, it's amazing. And I literally, we're just sort of talking and I was like, what about United Hive? I mean, it, you know, it's just like you say a name and then of course, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you, you know, you throw out some cool name and then you go on to like GoDaddy or you go onto some domain site and you look at it like, oh, it's taken, you know, and you're like, of course it's taken. It's such a good name. Right. Well, I just went on, you know, uh, you know, GoDaddy and uh, I was like, United Hive and unitedhive.com.org, all of them, they were just all available. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and I knew instantly, you know, I was talking to my wife and we were like, yes, this is, this is the name. Like this embodies what we're going for. And so, you know, that was the name. And even if, you know, even if you look at our logo, there's something I just want to point out that our logo is one line. It's one continuous line that makes up this, this, this hive. And the beautiful thing there is this to me is the line, right? It's Jesus, right? It's it, the, the, the church. It's one body of Christ. It's one hive. And it's, it's, it comes from the foundation of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is the line. He is that red line through everything. And uh, so everything that we've done with the name, with our logo, with everything, there's, there is a lot of uh, purpose and intentionality behind it. I then asked Gabriel what advice that he would give to someone who's been called by the Lord in a similar way that he's been called. I'm, I'm going to probably say something here that maybe you've heard your entire life or you even know, but this entire thing birthed, I mean, pure, 100% out of the secret place with the Lord. And there is no replacement. There is no book. There is no seminar. There is no business guru that can replace the intimacy with the Lord, spending time with him and letting him speak in those, in those places and begin to birth vision, begin to plant seeds in you, begin to put new dreams in you. And so I, I would just encourage you that um, that is where things get planted. It's where things are going to thrive and where things are going to grow. And so that has always been what has sustained me through this is that, um, you know, it, it, again, it's not about, it's not about a feeling. It's not about that, you know, sometimes like the sacrifice of maybe getting up early, if, if that's what you need to do or whatever needs to happen to focus time with him and grow and learn how to do that. Um, and I think it, that for me, Clifton is, is just, that's, that's, that's the key. And I, I'll share one other story. Cause I think, you know, you like those stories. I'll share something else that was very meaningful to me. Early on, I felt very, a little overwhelmed. I mean, I think that's probably the best way to put it. And I wrote in my journal, I, if, I write in my journal a lot, but I, I was writing in my journal and I said to the Lord, Lord, I feel like I'm at a crossroads. 
because I felt torn in many directions. Like God was giving me all these different visions, not just United Hive, but other business ideas. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? You know, I was a little overwhelmed. Like, wow, this is awesome. But Lord, you know, I'm working 50 hours a week at my full-time job. You you already want me to do United Hive. Like, why are you giving me like even more things, like more ideas? So I'm just right. I feel like I'm at a crossroads. And I was literally drawing a signpost, you know, like one of those like crossroads signposts in my journal. I immediately heard the Holy Spirit say this. You're not at a crossroads. You're on an on-ramp. And I was like, whoa. I, I, I was like, wow. Okay. So I sat there and then I began thinking about this concept. And then I drew a six lane freeway in my journal, just six lanes. And I wrote down a different idea in each one of those lanes, you know, business, United Hive, you know, author, right? Various things, maybe that God, you feel God has spoken to you or you feel passionate about. I wrote down each one of those things and the Lord said, okay, you're on an on-ramp. Well, what do we know the difference between a crossroads and a freeway, highway? You know, with a crossroads, when you go one direction, give it enough time, right? You're moving further away from all of those other directions. God was shifting my mindset. So the, this is this is a paradigm shift that I think God is doing in, in these times with people right now. And so I don't think this word is just for me. And that's why I'm sharing it, because um, what is a highway? Well, it's an accelerated path to a destination. And guess what? On a freeway or highway, you can change lanes at will. You're moving, you're changing lanes. One minute you're in one lane, you know, an hour later, like you're in the far left lane, like going 90, whatever, right? Like you, you can move with freedom. And it was such, there was so much grace, Clifton, that came with this word from the Lord. It totally shifted like my mindset. And all of a sudden I felt there was grace to, 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 to rock my job, to, to dominate at my job. There was grace to build simultaneously to spend time on the weekends and the evenings and anything I needed to do before work, whatever lunch breaks to build United Hive. And there was grace to sacrifice to do that. And um, all from that word. So that's what I would just encourage you. But that, that stuff comes out of the secret place. It comes out. The Lord can speak anytime, of course, like it doesn't matter what you're doing. The Lord can speak. The Lord can interrupt. And I, and I, I love it when he does that. But also journal, share your heart with the Lord. If, if you don't journal, you know, whatever, spend time in prayer, but just just share your heart with him and let him speak and begin to plant things in you and, and begin to shift those desires and start to do the, do that work in you. Um, so that's, that's my best. There's no easy shortcut to that. And that's what I've, that's what I've learned, right? Like, like the shortcut is not reading a book. The shortcut is not going to a seminar. Those things may be auxiliary and they may help you. They may give you a cool idea. They may give you a little boost of motivation, but the foundation has to be the intimate walk with the Lord. And that's where everything will be sustained. And I believe everything is ultimately will be birthed in that place.
I then asked Gabriel how those listening to the podcast can keep him in prayer. You know, um, we have some really big, I would say we're at a good transition point uh, with United Hive and we have some plans and things that we're, we're wanting to do and grow into this next year. And I would just, yeah, ask for prayer for great wisdom as uh, you know, as we, as we grow and as we move forward and my biggest prayer right now has has been that the Lord would begin to help grow this team again with the right people. So not just skilled people, but skill with the kingdom mindset. And, and so that's, that's been my prayer to the Lord. Like, you know, we have, we've operated for a long time, very lean, you know, basically me and a few other people, but it's like me in my basement, you know, and it's time. I feel that the team start to grow and things start to expand and God's going to do that, but uh, we need the right people. And so that would be an amazing um, prayer, just that the Lord would just blow us away with provision and with people that are passionate, want to jump in, want to help out, want to get involved in this. I then asked Gabriel to close the interview in prayer, especially for those who are called by the Lord in a similar way that he's been called. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Father, for every person that will hear this. Thank you for your providence, God, in each of their lives. And Lord, I ask that you would, just as you graced me, that you would grace each of them with the ability to spend time with you, to grow in intimacy with you, Lord, for each of us. Even even today, Lord, take each of us deeper into your heart. Lord, we want your mindset for the world. We want your heart for the lost. Whatever area, Lord, that that you are calling them to, Father, would you speak right now, even as they're they're watching this, as they're listening, Father? uh, Would you, like a surgeon, would you break through, would you cut through all the distractions And speak to their heart. Begin to reveal, begin to plant dreams, Father, new passions. I pray that every distraction would be removed in the name of Jesus. I pray every insecurity would be removed in the name of Jesus. And we silence the lying enemy that would keep us suppressed, that would keep us complacent, that would keep us just sitting and sort of uh, sliding through life nice and comfortable. Lord, shake us from our uh, complacency. Shake us from our apathy. Wake us up, Lord, that we have limited time on this earth. We don't know how much time we have. So, Father, would you put by your Holy Spirit an urgency in our hearts to seek you, to serve you, to love the lost, to devote our life, not to building our uh, ministry or our logo or our name, Lord, but to building your kingdom. And for those that feel, Lord, that they are not capable, maybe they don't have the education, they don't have the financial ability. They don't have the team. Maybe they feel like they're, well, I'm born in the wrong country. Thank you, Lord, that you love to take 
the people that like, like me, Lord, you love to take the people that have no business building apps and, and building things, God, but because you give the vision, you breathe on it and you will bring it to pass. And so I just pray that every lie of the enemy would be silenced. There might be young people right now listening to this from certain countries that may feel that they don't have the resource. God, bring the connection, bring a boldness and a courage to their heart to push forward regardless of their circumstances. Thank you, Lord, that we plan not with our wallet, but with yours. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. I do ask, Lord, that you would raise up a new generation of kingdom business people, of kingdom financers. Lord, that every missionary would be funded, that every evangelist would be funded. Lord, every ministry would have the, 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 their needs met to push their God-given mission forward. We thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I know that this episode has been longer than the typical episode, but his Gabriel's testimony was so powerful. And I felt such a presence and anointing of the Lord, both when I did the interview and as I have been editing it, that I really, you know, I I really sought the Lord and said, Lord, you know, do you want me to just to make it a longer episode or, you know, cut some of this out? And really, I just, in my heart, I knew that the Lord would say, just let it be a longer episode. If you would like to pray for CMM missionaries like Gabriel or pray for the College of Theology students, you can send an email to office at cmm.world. Also, if you want to know more about CMM and what we do to help spread the name of Jesus Christ around the world, you can visit us at cmm.world. And if you want to know more about the College of Theology, you can visit cmmtheology.org for more information. And if you want to know more about United Hive, you can visit unitedhive.com. You can also get the United Hive app on either the Apple Store or the Google Play. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of the CM Missions Cast. It's our prayer here at CMM and that you have been blessed by listening to the podcast. And if so, consider sharing it with someone who would also be blessed by it. Also, be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon. I've been your host, Clifton Gadboys. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you.